Praise the Lord. Well, everyone, welcome to church. All of you online, it's great to see everyone. Welcome to church in Jesus' name. I trust that your week was good and welcome to a brand new week. And it's just amazing. Welcome. Some of you, this is the first time you're here since 2022. Welcome in Jesus' name. Amen. Just a couple of announcements. Um, fasting and prayer. I'm, I'm not sure if you had breakfast today. How many of you have had breakfast today? Oh, wow. Well, some people have had. So all of you that have not had, just to let you know that the last breakfast you had is the last one for the next 21 days. Praise the Lord. And the reason is simple because fasting and prayer start to end tomorrow. So tomorrow, from tomorrow for the next 21 days, we're going to spend significant amount of time and fast and pray. I'm going to be exalting online. And if you don't follow me on Instagram and Facebook, please put up the handle. I want to really encourage you to follow because one of the ways we'll be able to encourage you is by teaching how to fast and pray. Some of you, it's your first time. Some of you, it's, you've been doing it professionally. So we're just going to teach on how to fast and pray. I ask you to put the handles, not the flyer. So, you know, so I, I want you to, all of you, if you can follow on the handles and everyone you're inviting to join the fasting and praying, I want them to follow on the handles so that as we exalt and talk, you can have it. To help us fast and pray, we have this, um, I mean, we've done this and this is free. We have this lovely devotional, which is a 21 days. It's, um, it's Bible teaching every day for you and uh, prayer and, and prayer requests and, and prayer points and confessions for you. It's on the seat of everyone. For those online, if you will write in, we will send you a free copy. It's free. If you don't have a copy, get, um, if you don't have a copy, let's know. If you want to get a copy and give to someone in the office, also let's know. We can send to them. Some people just want an e-copy, actually, and they can download it to their phone or their devices, and we'll do that. Please, um, it's very important for us to know that during the fasting and praying, the emphasis will be a lot on our on what we'll do personally. I'm really believing God during this fasting and praying. There are some things I'm believing God for. I've seen, I've seen God do huge things. But the thing with God is that God always knows how to blow our minds. No matter what God has done, there's still something bigger that he can do. Praise the Lord. And, you know, some of you said, well, I don't have a, a reason to fast and pray. Sometimes we pray in advance. Praise the Lord. We just settle the year on time. I'm believing God that a lot of single people... That people, you know, you think you can get married and God will show up for you. You know, last year, you know, of course, a lot of single people in church. But there are some people I know personally and I can tell they are really worried. Maybe, you know, f you know, and two of them, you know, on one of us, almost 40 ladies, she got married. I, I mean, about two of them, almost 40, they got married. You know, that was significant for me. Last year was very significant for me because I have some people praying for children around me. Maybe about seven or eight of them that I know personally. And about five of them gave birth last year. So I'm really believing God. I'm really believing God that we're going to have those kind of miracles. People that want children, the Lord will speak into it. People that are looking for some career breakthrough, some family that have crisis, the Lord will speak into it. I'm believing God for those of you online also. Anywhere you're watching it from, from Canada, from, from, from Europe, I'm believing God that God will speak into it and there'll be just diverse miracles in the name of Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you that during this time, let's lean in and do the fasting and praying. Just remember, we're gathering every, every weekday, which is um, Monday to Friday. The only day we're not gathering weekday is Monday. Only Monday we don't gather. And um, Tuesday to Friday, we're gathering here. So Tuesday, you will be here. And, and it's just good to just be able to pray. And if you cannot be here, all of you that cannot be here, watch online. And I've asked you that it's good to get other people to join you in the fasting and praying. So look for 10 people around you and say, hey, join me in fasting and praying. Your family members are there. Make sure they all join in the fasting and praying. Praise the Lord. So you can 
please pass them the devotional, and that will help them a great deal. Um, also, every week we'll have a prayer focus. Every week, so the, the, um, we'll have a, fo- a category focus, rather. So this new week we are, we're praying for those that delayed, delayed about marriage. So every 1 p.m., every 1 p.m. and 8 p.m., 1 p.m., you're going to have an instant, we're going to have a life, and just pray for 10 minutes, and 8 p.m., just pray. Because we look after the morning prayer, we just kind of eat that kind of thing. So we just want to put, you know, a time for you to pray. Just 10 minutes in those two sessions. Glory to God. And so for those, it will be relationship first at the, this week. Next week, it will be for those that pray about finance and career. And the last week will be for healings and for people that want fruit of the womb. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you good? Praise God. Hallelujah. It's nice to see everybody in church strong, well. It's, it's the grace of God. Okay. So this morning, we, we, will be, we will just be diving into God's word in a very practical way, as we normally would. And this morning, I want to really talk about, and this morning, I want to talk about how, how growth and tangible results manifest. How growth and tangible results manifest. One of the things I want to really say is this, how growth and tangible results manifest. One of the things I want to really, really say is this. That everybody has that strong desire in their heart. Let me just make an announcement. All of you that attend the Lekki Church because people are online, I want to really ask you, if you can, will you just make an attempt to come for the first and the fourth service? Uh, we're, having, we're really running out of space. Sometime during this year, I'll just tell you ahead of time, we would vacate the property for about two or three months and uh, move into um, an event center. And we expand this place and we'll come back. We're going to we're trying to expand it to be double of the size. Uh, so that'll be yes, yes. So we would uh well, well, it's um, it's a huge project. I'm telling you, it's um just that simple thing is in the hundreds of millions, just because we're gonna expand and do that. And but in the interim, and we're hoping that if we do that, then we can accommodate more people. But the way it is, it seems as if once we create the space, then we don't have the space again which is a good problem also. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, but at least we'll expand it, and that will be, we're just trying to um, finalize. We, we've already um, purchased another tent that's about double the size and uh, has a gallery, you know, and I think it's going to take double this amount of people at once, and, uh, and that will just help us from there. Praise the Lord. And the children's church also is going to be way larger. We're expanding for double the space of the children's church also. So it's, it's but for now, if you can, come for the first or fourth service is very good because we have 45 minutes in the end of the service, 40 minutes in the end of the service and um, the, this hall is full, the extensions are full and uh, you know, we're just really believing that people will not be sitting on each other. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, you can just decide to come for the first or the fourth service. Okay, let's go, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and, um, and go into this. So, what we're going to talk about, you know, Every year, people, this is, this is the biggest desire of people when you talk to them in the new year. They say something like, they really hope that this year will turn out better than the next year. And when people say that, you know, I'm a Christian, and um, when they say that, I'm, I, I almost want to say that it's not a hope thing. It's something you design. It's something that you walk with the Spirit of God to make sure that this year, is better than next year. It's not something just you just dream and say, I just hope. Listen to me. You can't just hope it to get better. You have to literally design it and say, this year will turn out better than next year. 
So that's why this morning we're talking about something very symbolic and significant. How growth and tangible results really matters. So the first thing I want to talk about is the concept of growth. First of all, one of the things you must realize is this. Everybody pay attention. I'm going to say something that it's confusing for some, but others understand it. Growth is not a miracle. Growth is the application of principles. So as much as we are praying for growth, there's a lot that you have to do to grow. And the thing about growth is this. Growth is a title capacity. So, why is growth important? Why is growth important? Number one, let's turn our Bibles to um, Proverbs chapter 25. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 25. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 25. Why is growth important? So, the question is this. Why is growth important? What does God look like? So, this is what God looks like. This is what God looks like. That you have made progress. So, growth can be tangible or intangible. So, let's talk about spiritual growth. So, this is just spiritually. There was a limit on your understanding on the things of the spirit. You could not really, I mean, what, but now you've grown. This is you spiritually. After 10 minutes of prayer, you start sleeping. I know of couples that if their wife is eating prayers and the wife goes beyond some minutes, the husband will tap her and say, honey, what are you doing? Why are you not behaving as if you're a dickiness? Please, can you please round up the prayer and let us go home. And the reason why is that in terms of their capacity, they've just read their capacity. And why that refers to spiritual growth? There are people that struggle with certain addictions and they're really hoping that they can break out of it. Why that refers to spiritual growth? That's also financial growth. There are people that every year they just find out that whatever their income is, they stay at five million. Whatever the income is, they stay at 5 million. And everybody's desiring that though this is a good level in my life, I want to go to the next phase. That's what growth is. Growth is talking about the next phase. So why is growth important? Proverbs chapter 25, verse 25. Proverbs chapter 25 in verse 25. I'm going to read from the New Passion Translation. The Bible says this. Like a drink of cold water is to a weary soul, to a weary, thirsty soul. So hearing good news revives the spirit. One of the reasons why goals is very, um, growth is important is this. Growth brings fulfillment. Growth brings fulfillment. It's difficult to be fulfilled in things in your life that are not growing. When you see businessmen that are frustrated, the only reason why they are frustrated is because the business is not growing. They look at the profit and loss statement on their balance sheet. It's the same thing what they had last year, two years ago, or it's even worse. Such kind of people become frustrated. Where you see people that are frustrated in their marriage. They are only frustrated because they are not happy about the result their marriage is producing. They are not seeing the kind of growth that they want. They are not seeing the kind of progress that they want. That's why they are really upset. So, what does growth do? Growth brings fulfillment. If you find out people that are very excited about life, people that are very excited about their job, one thing you will notice is that they get a lot of fulfillment and because there is a lot of growth in what they are doing. Glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. 
So, why is growth important? Because growth brings fulfillment. I've heard people say things like, you know, you know, I, I, I don't, my life is boring. I don't like this and this. And when people say that, just one thing you know, that the reason why they're saying that is very simple, because they're not making the kind of progress they want. Have you ever seen a mother that has a child and the child is not developing as the way it should develop? The mother will be continually angry, depressed. And the reason why is that there is an area of her life she wants to see grow, she's not seeing grow. So the reason why growth is important and growth will be fulfillment. You will look back and you say, oh, thank you, Jesus. The second reason why growth is important is this. Because the reason, second reason why growth is important is this. Because growth also generates confidence. Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah chapter 30 in verse 15. Isaiah chapter 30 in verse 15. The Bible says, for thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall you be saved. Now look at the next line. It says, in quietness and in confidence shall your strength be. Let me ask you a question, and this will help a lot of people. I remember when I began to learn how to drive. You know, the guy that would teach me, you know, his name was Ishmaela. That's the name of the person that taught me how to drive. And, you know, he would just sit to one the field. He would say, oh, yeah, change the gear to one, three to one, um, from one to change the gear to gear two. When he said, can't get get two, I would look down. He said, don't look down. He said, look up. I said, ah, you want to kill me? Ah, you say, I, I, I should press the clutch as I'm changing the clutch. I'm changing the gear. Then I'm maintaining the steering. Ah, he said, this is very difficult. And, you know, when you went to the church, it was like we're doing one million things at the, at the same time. Yes or no? Did you have this experience? So, every time I would look down. But guess what? The major, th- you know the way I was looking down? The reason why I was looking down was this. I did not just have confidence that without looking down, I could change to the right place. I was always thinking that I could change to, from gear, instead of going to gear two, get to gear five. But guess what? The more I drove, and the more I came back home, I did not have accidents, the more my confidence was rose. Up to the point that sometime now, I even receive phone call. And as I receive phone call, listen, eh, I'm receiving phone call with the left hand, Turning radio with the right hand, changing steering all by the same time. The phone is just changing. And I didn't say do what I'm saying, no. <laughs> you know, I'm changing steering like this, and you know, I'm doing it. But, but but the reason why is it every time you have confidence, confidence amplifies your results. But the key is that what makes you confident? Because this is what you need to know. Every time you are confident, confidence amplifies your result. But what makes you confident is that you're you've seen results, which is a function of growth. So the more I drove and I had an accident, I developed confidence, and confidence began to amplify my results. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. So one of the things you must, so I'm just talking about, so the more you grow, the more confident you become. And that confidence is very essential for your total victory in life. So let's jump quickly. So God wants us to grow. It's something you must understand. Listen to me. If someone asks me and says, what one of the things you will tell me to succeed, I'm going to say, boost your confidence. Because there's something about confidence that amplifies results. So let's go back to this. Let's go back to this. So someone says God wants us to grow. Okay, let's turn to John chapter 15. God wants us to grow. John chapter 15, verse 6, verse 16. 
John chapter 15, verse 16. Because some people like me, if some people say, God, I don't, know what, I don't know if you want my business to grow or not. You know, and, and they walk from a place of no confidence. See what the Bible says. John 15, verse 16. It says, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. Hallelujah. Oh, that's so weak. Hallelujah. He says, you've not chosen me, I've chosen you. And what ordained you, that you what? You should go and what? Bring forth fruits. <laughs> he says, you should go and bring forth fruits and your fruits should remain. You know, I, I, I love, I'm not even sure what translation that says it the way I saw it. Uh, you know, one translation says you are a fruit. He said, I've chosen you as a fruit bearer. I saw that, I was like, wow. What is it? I've chosen you as a fruit bearer. Why am I telling you that? This is what I wanted to know. What I want to know. God has chosen and designed me to grow and be fruitful. That's very powerful right there. God has designed me. If I have children, my children will not die. Because God has designed me to be what? Fruitful. And what does that mean? If I have a business, my business will not die. Why? God has designed me to be fruitful. What is my life? Forward and upward. Oh, I, I, you know, thank God for Pastor Luke that he's been here because, you know, everybody just missed it. Praise God. God has designed me to be what? Forward and what? Forward and upward. That's my life. Everybody say, my life is forward and upward. That's it. See, it's not something I'm dreaming for me. It's what God designed. He said, he said he's chosen me that I bear fruit. Oh, glory to God. I'm the fruit-bearing part of Christ. How do I know? He is the vine and the branches. Fruits don't stay on the vine. Fruits stay on the branches. I'm the fruit-bearing part of Christ. So God has designed me to grow. The second thing is this. Not only that God designed us to grow, the second thing that God promised us growth. Are you ready for this? Job chapter 8 verse 7. That's good. Job chapter 8 verse 7. God promised us growth. Job chapter 8. Verse 7. King James says it very nicely, but I love the message Bible. It says, even though your beginning was small, it says, your latter end shall what? See, this is what you used to pray about your business. You just start a business startup, don't say, don't say, I don't know if it will do well or not. No! He said, even though you have one customer, you will soon move from one to 1,000. Amen? I know people that when they start a business, the, the business was in their car. But right now, they have stores everywhere. Why? It says, even though your beginning is small. Listen, God does not just want us to grow. He promised us growth. Uh, in this year, plan for growth. So I said, why are you planning for growth? Because God promised me growth. He said, even in our old age, we'll be bearing fruits. Are you hearing me? It is in our old age, we'll be begging our children. He said, in our old age, we'll be bearing fruits. Uh-uh. I say I'm designed for growth. I'm programmed for growth. 
Somebody say hallelujah. See what, King James, see what the um, New Message Bible says. He says, even though you are not much right now, you will end up much better than where you are. Glory to God. When you get into that store, and, and, you know, and you look at your store, there's more space than goods. Have you been there? Where there's more space than goods. You say, Father, thank you. That even though I'm not much right now, I will be bigger and better eventually. Why? Though your beginning may be small, your latter end shall be exceedingly great. Someone say hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. This is very powerful. God has not chosen. God chose us and designed us to grow. God promises us growth. And just one more. So when it comes to growth, why do people grow? Because one, people assume that growth is automatic. Not really. For you to grow, you have to be intentional. So let me give an example. So this year is coming right now. Do you have a financial goal you want to grow to? Do you, you want to increase your prayer? Do you have a prayer goal you want to grow to? You want to grow your career? Do you have a goal you want to grow to? I've told you that growth is not a miracle. There are people that want their children to be a certain way. But do you have a plan on how you want your children to get there? Glory to God. I say hallelujah. So some people don't grow because they think growth is automatic. The other reason why some people don't grow is this. Because they undervalue their own growth potential. Let's look at something. Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6, in verse 12. Judges chapter 6. In verse 12. The Bible says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, appeared unto Gideon, and see what the angel said. The angel said to him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said, O oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why is this befalling us? Then, you know, it says, Where be all the miracles which our father told us? Did not the Lord bring us from Egypt? And the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Moabites? And the Lord looked on him and says, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hands of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Then Gideon said, see, God told Gideon, God told Gideon, you have potentials. God told Gideon, Gideon, you can do this. You know, some of you, you need to think of yourself the way God thinks about you. You look at yourself and you say, can I do it? You can. Can I become global? You can. Can I become the MD? You can. Can I make the first one million? You can. Can I make the first one million dollars? You can. But you keep telling yourself, who knows me? Who is my father? Who is my mother? From selling this, from doing this, you keep looking down on your own growth potential. See what the Bible says here. This is very powerful. He says this, verse 15. God told him you can. See what Gideon said. And Gideon said, Oh Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? He said, Behold, 
My family is, op- is the poorest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my father's house. Gideon looked at himself and said, I'm a nobody. God says you're a somebody. Hey, hey. You, you look at yourself and say, Hey, as an angel, nothing works. Don't talk like that. You're a somebody. You're a king. You're a king's kid. Your word has power. Are, are you hearing me today? Hey, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, whatever we do, it prospers. Don't go into this year and say, I don't know what it holds for me. No, 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 my future is bright. Ah, I didn't hear you say, my future is bright. My future is bright. Don't judge your future based on your past. I know you lost money. I know things were difficult, but it's a brand new day. The old, he says, remember not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. He said, behold, I do a new thing. It's the season of new things. If nobody has reason to that place in your family, you will be the first. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I have line crossers here today. I don't know if I have people that opened up for other people today. I said that grace is coming upon you in the name of Jesus. Shout amen. amen. Let me say something to you quickly. I'll say something to you quickly. In every family, God always puts someone that will open the door for other people. I'll give an example. I don't know if you knew that before, the 100 meter dash used to take about, is it 10 or 12 minutes? What? It was about 10 minutes. Then someone broke it. What was that guy's name? What? Something bold. What? Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt broke it. When he broke it, he broke a record for 15 years. But guess what? As soon as Usain Bolt broke it, within three years, about 100 people had broken it. Why? All we need is for someone to open the door and show us that it's possible. All we need is one lady that would tell us that I didn't sleep with any man. I work hard with my hands and I'm a millionaire in dollars. Once we see you, we know it's possible. We begin to run towards it. All we need is one man, one man in the family, hallelujah, that made the first one billion dollars. And he said, it is possible. All we need is one guy that is below 30 and made the first 10 million dollars. I will know it is possible. Somebody say, I'm the one. That's what it is. Sometimes, oh, you need this one man. In fact, the angel told Gideon that. Told Gideon that. He said, as one man, you will take down the Philistines. He says, what they will need to use a meeting to do, as one man, you will do it. There will be families that or everybody in that family don't get married. You will be the first person. When you now get married, you will say, eh? If God can be for auntie at 40, how, how come me than 30? In that family, nobody ever does well. Then God will use you to do it. It should be your dream. It should be one of your dreams. Now, Father, I will be the door opener in my house. I'll be, I'll be the door for other people. Once I open the door, others will enter. It's not just my success. It will become a reference point for that success. Somebody say Hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. hallelujah. Why don't some grow? Because they think that growth is automatic. Some other people don't 
they don't they don't value their own growth potential. They don't value it. And they thought the reason why some others don't grow is this because they lack hunger. They lack hunger. <laughs> the four leopards said, they said, if we stay here, hunger will kill us. If we go there, hunger will kill us. He said, since we know what is here already, let's go there. Let hunger kill us. Did hunger kill them? No. The reason why some people are not growing is this because they lack hunger. They don't have the drive. You tell them that fasting and prayer is coming. They say, I can't kill myself. Listen, growth takes place outside comfort zones. Oh my God. I said, growth takes place outside what? Comfort zones. Growth is not comfortable. If you're going to grow, see, when you were young, when you were having teeth, didn't you fall sick? Just having teeth, you fall sick. Talk less of what you want to really grow. The reason why some people don't grow is because they don't have hunger. You know why? If your fear is bigger than your hunger, you'll be paralyzed. And when do you get to do things? When your hunger becomes bigger than your fear, you will move. You will move. <laughs> they told somebody, let's fast and pray. No, I'm not a fasting person. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You have not found the reason to fast. When you find the reason to fast, you will fast free of charge. You will fast. You say, am I fasting? I'm not a prayer person. Who is a prayer person? Who, who, was born and, who, who was born prayerful? The reason why we learned to pray was that we found the need to pray. Ah, hey, hey, hey. We say, you, as you're going like this, the force of life wants to carry you away. Before you know it, hey, hey. They will come and give you one big name that your child has one disease. They give you one big name. They say, you know how doctors when they want to say something very bad? They now start smiling. They say, madam, can you come to my office? They say, talk here. They say, no, come to the office. It's always bad news in the office. When someone has a child, they will tell him in the corridor, he's a boy. But when they come to the office, that's the bad news. Now they say, madam, sit down. He say, why am I sitting? They say, sit down. He said, you know, madam, you know me as your family doctor. Why the introduction? Say what you want to say. They now name one sickness that we need to try to find out. You know, some people are not wise. You now say, let me go and research more about the sickness. Don't you understand your research will destroy your faith? Okay. They say, I have cancer. You now be reading cancer. How does cancer come? You now read about cancer. Read, reading different people about cancer. What is all about? What would I see? Let me tell you, I'm not focusing on the cancer, I'm focused on healing. I should be reading about the healing of cancer, not the cancer. Ah, when they tell me that kind of thing, I don't go back the same. I found the need to pray. I said, growth happens out of discomforts. That's why some of you, it, you even conclude and say, it's God has sent the problem. You know why? The way the problem will make you close to God, eh? Because when there was a boyfriend, there was a way you were always doing. Oh, come to church. No, 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 no. I'm sleeping in um, Akman's place. I'm sleeping over. You're always sleeping over, sir. The day you got to his place and you saw he has engaged another girl, you could not believe it. You just collapsed at the door. When you woke up, and I said, why did you collapse? Those people were just playing around. They said, hey, I'm just playing around. And I've told my father and my mother, my uncle, hey, Jesus, no one is finished. Hey, next Sunday, you are there in church. 
You're you not little. First, second, third, fourth, they are there. Do something new in my life. Something new in my life. Something new in my life. Oh, Lord, do something new in my life. Something new in my life. Do something new in my life. Oh, Lord. Ask for mercy, but I'm the one. I know I have no mercy. I have no mercy. Because when things are going well, people tend to forget God. Ask Europeans. Why would they, why would they remember God? When there's uh, social welfare, free flats, infrastructure. You don't remember God. Is that all Africans pray? Why won't you pray? Do you see our government? They say country is not doing well. They say go to farm. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> when, you be, when you belong to a country that you know you're your own. <laughs> when you know you're your own, then you not say, hey, when my father and my mother forsook me, then will the Lord take me up? Father, take me up. You know, many of you, your son names are very big. When you say, you say, Obasanjo, ah, he Dua, ah, Azikwe, ah. But when they say do, there's none that comes to mind. Which one comes to mind? None. <laughs> so if your son does not ring bell, it must ring on your own turn. After you use the son name, they will not be using you as point of reference. Can you say amen? It's not easy. Growth. Growth happens out of discomfort. So let's begin to close this. How does God grow us? How does God make us hungry? See, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, the greatest challenge is that most people are not hungry enough. Their fear is too big. Every time you want to do something, if not, if not, if not, listen to me. Ha, 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 ha. You need stronger hungers. You need your hunger to be big so that you can overcome your fear. How hungry are you for what you want? Is your hunger enough to shatter and break the obstacles? It's a new year. It's a, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, 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 no. See, your hunger must be big. And just make up your mind that this is the time. This is the season. This is the time. It's 2022. That's my hunger. He said, this is it. I'm not going backwards. See, there's only one way for me to achieve this thing. If it's prayer, we'll give you prayer. If it's fasting, we'll give you fasting. If it's faith, we'll give you faith. Because we believe God. That it shall be... Even as it was told us. Are you here somebody? I can hear you. Are you here somebody? <laughs> I'm telling you. When you understand this. You understand why we are fasting and praying. Why? Through fasting and praying. Every wind that wants to blow contrary. We align it. Ah, through fasting and praying. Every wind. Someone says. What does prayer? say prayer is touching the hand that touched the world. Every wind that wants to. We, we touch the hand that touches the world. People wonder, he said, why all the prayer? Because we're going somewhere. So some people don't grow because there's no hunger. 
Because what does hunger do? What does hunger do for you? Let, let me just say that quickly here. What does hunger do for you? One of the things hunger does is this. Hunger makes you uncomfortable. Hunger makes what makes you comfortable uncomfortable. So all of a sudden, you're like, no, no, no. This, this is not so. I can't be masturbating and keep watching porn. I'm a married man. Just pretend we're in church with him, eh? I, I can't be trying to pay school fees and be asking my wife, honey, uh, I can't make it up. Will you add to it? Then it must stop somewhere. Every time there's house rent, we'll go and see that lady. And ma, want to pay in two installments. Oh, you have come again, Abby. She reached two installments. Oh, yeah, bring half. I know that the remaining half is in four months' time. Abby, uh -huh. I know, I know you. He said, no, 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 no. Things must be different. We can't close the, we can't close the complete statement with the same figures of 2021. Same figures of 2020. Same figures of 2019. We've used COVID as an excuse. Now, COVID has gone. Are, are you here, somebody? Yes, Who is feeling the hunger? There's a hunger there. There's a hunger there. There's a hunger there. How does God grow us? This is how God grows us. Hebrews chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 rather. Verse 13. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 please. See what the Bible says. Hey look at what the Bible says. Verse 13. Ha ha ha. Hey. He says for it is God that works in us but to will. And to do of his pleasure. This is what God does. Hey, everyone look over here. Let me show you what God does. When God wants to change your level, God begins to walk in you and put desires there. And he begins to put desires there. You, this is what happens. You, you just get back to work. Every time you get that contract of 7.5 million, you're always okay. But you get it. Not that you're not grateful. But you just feel as if I passed this phase. And you wonder, what's going on? And God has just caused a holy discontent within you. And you're wondering, you just wonder, how come our head office is not in VI? Why are we in Dokwemu? And you wonder, and God, and the Bible says, it is God that's working in us, but to will. You've been praying to get married. People have told you about how you talk so badly. You never adjusted. But this man just said, no, 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 no. There's a way I talk I need to change. Why do you feel that way? You don't realize that it is God that is working in you, but to will. See, the thing about the way God leads us, because you need to know how God makes you grow. God will put a desire for more in you. And he will do it in such a way that it's not a voice. It will be so natural you think it's your mind. But the reason why is that, see how he does it. The Bible says he works in you, but to will. It should just be, it should just be something from inside. Like, oh my God, why? Why do I feel so uncomfortable here? Why do I feel as if they're stifling my potentials here? Why do I feel as if I'm more than this? And you don't understand that behind the scene, hallelujah. Have you won, have you won puppet shows before? You know puppet show? Where they pull strings? All you see is the puppet going ticking, ticking, ticking. But behind the puppet is the puppet master. And he's pulling the string. 
When you just look ahead, you'll see that he's so busy and, and he's pulling and he's pulling many strings. And you're wondering why is all this happening? Why is why is this hostile? Why is this not working out? Why is this approval not coming? And God is saying, I'm pulling the strings because I'm standing up for something ahead of you. All of a sudden, some backbone people walk away. And God says, until some people leave your life, you cannot stand up. Human beings think that it was Satan. God says, you don't understand. Jesus told the man that was crippled. He was on the bed for 38 years. When Jesus was going, he said, arise and what? Carry your bed. What does that mean? He said, the way you walk is this. What has carried you begin to carry it? Some of you, what God will do for you is here. The person that gives you hand up, God will make you fight. And until you fight the person, wisdom will not be released. And you wonder what's going on. You will not understand that it's a staring. You will just get to work and they will say that they've done some arrangements and this and this. And you will not understand that that thing is the work of God. Are you here? When I talk to spiritual people, they will tell you, that sometimes their biggest blessing came from their worst crisis. If you know I'm talking about, let me, let me see. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah? They will tell you. They say, when it happened to me, I thought I was going to die. But looking back, God was working against it. Because the puppet master was pulling the strings. We saw the movement. We didn't realize the perfect master was pulling the string. Some of you are here. It was that relationship that walked out of you that helped you the most. You wanted to die. But it's true. You wanted to die. Because until some things die in you, some things cannot come alive. Glory to God. I say glory to God. See what the Bible says. He says we must remember. So how does God help us grow? God begins to birth this desire that looks so natural because it's God that works in us but to will. So it's not even a voice I hear. It's just there's a willingness. There's just a willingness to expand the business. There's just a willingness to grow. There's just a willingness to go for more. Someone says, how do I know when I'm ready for marriage? When you are ready, you'll be willing. I'm telling you from the inside, you just know that, uh-huh, I've done enough as a single person. Now I'm ready. How do I know? Because it's God that works in me, but to will. There's a challenge. Pastor Fudge, you come. There's a challenge. What's the challenge? Watch this. When God is working in you, but to will, this is, this is God walking. This is you. Yeah, when God is walking in you, you begin to block him. God says, let me touch you here. You begin to block him. God says, because as human beings, you can't see what God is doing, so you begin to block God. And God says, let me touch your finance, and you're blocking him. And God says, okay, let me touch your manager, and you're blocking him. And that's not what we do. When God wants to touch something, we, get the, we, we say, God, have your way. Touch what you want to touch. How many of you are you the one holding back God from moving? How does God grow us? God grows by putting hunger in our spirits. 
And when you see that hunger, I know it makes you uncomfortable because you have to step out and do what you have never done before. But that's what hunger does. You have to step out. That's what it is. Thank you, sir. Let's read more scripture. Acts chapter 17, verse 16. Acts 17, verse 16. It says, God that works in us. M many of you just feel that hunger and say, you know, I've been in church for a long time. It's time to join the workforce. You just feel that hunger. That it's time. Some just say that this fasting and prayer, you must be involved. You've been coming for years. You have never been involved before. Why this one? And God is working. He's pulling your, God is pulling your string. Are you going to block him or release him? He's pulling your string. That relationship you should have left by now. You are just holding on to it. <laughs> no, no. And God is saying, don't see. Stop trying to give life to what God has killed. Oh my God. Stop trying to give life to what God has killed. The business is dead. Move on. Praise God. The relationship, move on. Stop trying to give life to what God has killed. Life is somewhere else. When the water at the brook dried up, Elijah was not meant to pray for more water. It was meant to move to Zarephath. Stop saying to where the water has dried up. Are you here? Yeah. Act. We said Acts, right? Chapter 17, verse 16. See what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says, verse 16. Oh, glory to God. The Bible says, and it came to pass as we went to pray. A certain dust... No, no, no. Acts 17. I I'm at 16. The Bible says, verse, verse, <laughs> verse 16. And why Paul waited for them at Athens? He was just there. The Spirit was trying to get his attention. He didn't talk to him. What did the Spirit do? The Bible says, his Spirit was dead. Ah! The puppet master began to pull strings again. Paul was just in transit. He was in the transit to somewhere else. But in the, in the interim, his Spirit was dead. And as the Spirit was dead, what happened? And he saw. Listen, when you pay attention to this terror, you will begin to see. In your business, there will just be a staring in the area. As, see, he didn't see first. All he knew that there was a restlessness on the inside. This year, you have to allow God make you restless. There's a restlessness. There's a provocation. There's a discontent. You need to allow God. And some people don't like that because, because of the past failure they've had. They don't want to allow God to do something new. He said, and he was so dead. It's God that walks in you. But to will. Some of you have desire to start a business. And you know why? Because God is working in you. How many of you are here? God says, okay, it's time to go to sell. It's time to do that in church. And he said, you know, and you don't even realize that. You say, it's your mind. It's not your mind. First time, no, it's not Satan. Because Satan cannot encourage yourself, God. Is that not true? I'm telling you, some of you have never tried it in a long time. And God says, this year starts. It's not Satan. Neither is it your mind. You know why it's not your mind? Because most of the time, the mind aligns with the flesh. But you didn't realize that even though you didn't hear a voice, it was God that was working in you. But to will. And to do, but to will, and to do. God told some ladies are here. God says, "This year you get mine." I said, "I beg, I'm not concerned about that one, Jerry." <laughs> and you're shutting down your mind. 
Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. How does the spirit make us hungry? Luke 24 verse 45. How does we make us? He makes us hungry by revelation. Luke 24 45. Luke 24 45. He makes us hungry by revelation. And that's why during this fasting and prayer, give yourself to Bible study. Listen, prepare yourself for my press because God is going to work and will in you. See what the Bible says. The Bible says in Luke 24 45. And he opened their understanding that they might understand what the scriptures. You know why revelation is powerful? Revelation ignites dissatisfaction. The woman has had an issue of love for 12 years. But the day she heard that there was a man called Jesus that could heal, no matter how down she was, she got up. The reason why you, can, you are not running is that you have not seen. Once you see it can happen to you, it will happen for you. There's something about staying with the word of God that ignites fire, sir. You will see in that Bible that and Sarah had a child at 90. You are just 40 years old. You can't say you're barren. You will see it. That David was condemned to the backside. But David said it's God that lifted the poor out of the dungeon. It doesn't matter if you are living in all the paro paro building. In the backside of Lekki. And they, when they come you live in Bamboo House. And in the morning you wake up early. Take your bath outside and shoot short put. You know short put? You don't know short put? I'll describe it to you. You need some experiences in life. Praise God. You know short put at me. Yeah. I have not done short put before. Eh. Short put is those that don't have toilets. When they wake up in the morning, before human beings gather, they go to a nice side, either of the house or the bush. They take a plastic bag and defecate inside. They roll it. And during the day when they're going, they'll say, oh, single, single. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's what boots. And when those kind of people come to church and they stand to someone that has a Rolls Royce, the tendency is like, how can God be fair? Listen to me. When you read the story of David, you should find hope. David was so irrelevant, even his father did not believe in him. The prophet said, Call your sons. He called all the sons, he did not call David. He said, What about David? He said, I don't want to use this boy. He said, No, he's a non entity. He's a non entity. <laughs> the prophet said, You don't understand. We will not sit down. Until this boy comes. That's what scripture, scripture tells you what can happen to you. They say you can't have a wife. You can't have a husband. Ah, didn't you read about Ruth? Ruth was not even single. She, her husband died. Yet, God sorted her. Not with just a man, Boaz. When you read the scripture, you, you are ignited with strength. You will read about Isaac. When others said it wasn't working, Bible says Isaac sought in the land. So what does God do? This is the problem I am not satisfied. You have not given God enough resources to cause hunger for you. When you read the Bible, that's material. As you read it, you will, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, 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 yeah, ah. That's why this period from tomorrow, you will read the Bible because you need to be you need something so open up for you. The second way God changes us is by purging us. Look at John 15 verse 2. And John 15 verse 2, and let me use my blender. 
I've not used all of them since. Do you know what, what we're blending all of those things? What you're blending? Do you know a time will come that this blender will not be working very well again? Yes or no? Why? Because it's what? It's clogged up somewhere within the blades. Yes or no? So what does the wise person do? You remove the blender. So you remove, you clean here, you clean here, and return the blender. The thing about success is this. Nothing rings success like success. Because when you become successful, you can become unhealthy. You can become proud and complacent. So you need times in your life where the Holy Ghost will say, I know you are working well, but to work better, let's take you apart. Let's remove you here. Let's remove you here. And, and some of you, and if you don't want to be ruined, you need that kind of time. See what the Bible says, John 15, verse 2. It says, every branch in me that beareth no fruit, it taketh away. So every branch in me that beareth, it taketh away. And every branch in me that beareth fruit, it purges, it removes some things so that it can bear more fruit. Listen to me. How many of you? Pastor, would you come again? Come, come, come quickly. How many of you is God trying to remove something, but you're fighting him? How many of you? Just come back to me again. Just face me again. How many of you is God trying to remove something? And he says, let me remove so, uh, yeah, your fight. You keep blocking God. He wants to touch your mind. You keep, he wants to touch your finance. You keep blocking. He wants, God said, let me touch. He said, no, don't touch. And God said, I need to touch so that you can grow. I need to touch so that you can, I need to touch so that I can grow. But that's why we're fasting and praying. What are we fasting and praying for? Not my will. Yours be done. This is why we're fasting and praying. Lord, everything I lay on the altar. My business on the altar. My singlehood on the altar. My womb on the altar. My marriage on the altar. My family. Hey, touch it anyhow you want to touch it. You are my maker. Touch it. My maker, touch it. There's nothing I can hide from you. Touch it. Touch it, Jesus, touch it. Son of David, touch it. Ah, I, I've been trying for a long time. It's time to touch it. I've been working hard. It's time to touch it. That's why this 21 days is focused on touching it. My God. My God. And blessed are those that hunger and seek. For they shall be filled. For they shall be filled. For they shall be filled. Welcome to encounters. Welcome to fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Welcome to transformation. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to a new season of fire. Welcome for a fresh touch in your business. Welcome for a fresh touch in your life. This year is not going to be like last year. There's going to be a supernatural touch. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, I receive it. Stand on your feet. Let's pray. Oh, glory to God. Stand on your feet. Let's pray. And this is what I prayed. Lord, I open myself to your touch. Glory to God. I open up myself to your touch. Let's go ahead and pray, everybody. Let's go ahead and pray. I open up myself to your touch. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I receive grace. So just go on this journey of fasting and prayer. During this season, I open up myself to your touch. Whatever you need to purge, purge, Lord. Whatever, open me up and purge. Ah, yeah. Whatever you need to remove so that I fulfill destiny. Help me, Lord. Help me not to heal my own destiny. Go ahead and pray, everybody.
Go ahead and pray. All of you online, go ahead and pray. I release myself. I release myself. I release myself. Touch. I release myself. It's God that is working within me, but to will and to do of His good pleasure.